a little bit in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Remember that dog? Yes. We went on a walk, and all of a sudden, this huge dog came out of nowhere, started like running at us, and I'm, everybody flee- fled, <laughs> except for me, ready to take the dog on uh, by myself. If you want to know what you would do with your friends in a crisis, have we got an Airbnb for you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nico. Hey, Con. I love you. I love you. No homo. A mm, little bit of homo for me. Just a little? Just a smidge. From two guys who were never part of the boys club, we want to welcome you to ours. Welcome to Boys Club. This is our podcast. About boys. And about other things. Like their clubs. And the things we were a part of. Hockey. And we're not a part of. Bagels. Wait, did you say we were a part of hockey? I know I wasn't. Me neither. Welcome to the club, boys. Grab a bagel. <laughs> Connor's like, what do boys eat? <laughs> My feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, boys, what's up today? It's what just I'm me scared and about is that when it's just like when there's three of us and someone says something, we have to and behave. Like, I will definitely, yeah, totally. And then also, it's like <laughs> if someone's saying something and like totally don't have an opinion on that, I'm like, well, I'll make Nico answer. And then you usually do. Whereas now it's like if I don't have a take, I'll have to just like make one up. You don't have to make one up. You can just say, I have nothing to say on that. We can move on. <laughs> <laughs> I have anxiety. It's so hard to talk to a person one on one. We talk one-on-one every day. I know, I know, but not so publicly. Yeah. No, I think it'll be good. I was uh, I was listening to, um, shout out to our former guests, Sam and George. I was listening to Stradio Lab the other day, and I was listening to an episode that was just them. Gio. <laughs> I was listening to an, ab- an episode that was just them, and I was like, oh, I love this. Like, I like when they have guests, too, but I love their dynamic. Yeah. And then I was like, I wonder if the boys ever want it to be just us. That's interesting. So if you guys like this, let us know. We can do more of this. Another person really does change the dynamic of the entire room. Yeah. It just makes us have to button up a little bit more, I think. Yeah. And like they make the weather. When I was a teacher of high school, and actually right now at work, they're like, you guys make the weather. Like if you like are in a good mood, everyone will be in a good mood. Uh, so like our guest kind of makes the weather, whereas now we make the weather. Wait, they were saying that you, the teacher, makes the weather or the students make the weather? I make the weather. Okay. I feel like that's not kind of true. If I'm in a good mood at practice, I'm sure the kids are in a better mood. Yeah. They're like, wait, that's so funny. I was cracking skulls the other day, though. Really? Why? Give me an example. <sighs> Nothing. They just, like, can't behave at all. Because they're five, you mean? Yeah. That's so it's hard. tough. Because they're five and they're playing soccer in the snow. Yeah, It's not it. even in the snow. It's inside. That's actually worse. But some of them in just, fluorescent like, lighting, they're, they're just playing soccer. kicking the ball against the wall over and over, and I have to tell them to stop so many times, and they just, like, don't. That's wall ball. They're playing wall ball. They're playing, no, they're playing their own, I don't even know. Sometimes I'm like, do you hear me saying don't do that? Well, I used to play soccer, and even to kick it at all to make contact with the ball would be such a feat. So I think that's <laughs> incredible. I'll let them know that somewhere there is a gay man who is proud of them. <laughs> you go. That's funny that you're. What if, like, when you could show up and be like kind of manic, or you could show up and be kind of like angry, and it like kind of changes this five year old's whole day? Yeah, I mean, I try not to like let my outside emotions. I like try to like also make that. I'm trying to be better about making that time like a more grounded time of my day where I'm, like, away from, like, real work and away from, like, thinking about, like, comedy writing career stuff and just being, like, I'm present. And it helps because they're literally, like, they're five. So it's, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, like, daycare, essentially, at times. So it's, like, a nice time to be, like, okay, I can just be away from everything else I'm thinking about. And so I try to be happy. And obviously they're little and they're fun. So, like, I'm in a more enjoyable – I'm usually in a better mood when I leave – but sometimes they test my patience, as always is the case with kids. Yeah. I always responded really well to people that kind of, like, had high expectations of me. See, I and I definitely have high expectations of them. I think that's good. But I think that's also just, like, my own shit. And I think I have high expectations of everyone. I know. Like, when I think about you coaching, I do envision Remember the Titans, the coach, where he was kind of, like, serious and intense and talked with a bit of a southern accent, which reminds me that... On The Bachelor last night, which I did watch like 20 minutes of, but not the whole thing because I'm like 20 and I, I'm like, I cannot engage with this. We can't be wasting time. I cannot engage with this. It's too upsetting. And Wait, is it the new Bachelor? Yeah, there's a new guy. Um, I Googled his name in Trump and nothing came up. Thank God. Yeah, I don't think he's Trumpy, but he might be Trumpy, but he lives in Hawaii, but he's from Philadelphia. But I'm like, I think if you live in Hawaii, you're probably not Trumpy. Oh, I think the opposite. Okay, then he's Trumpy. Well, he's not necessarily Trumpy, but I mean... Well, I don't know why he's in Hawaii, but I feel like at least at the very least, like the last six months, we've like realized we're probably not supposed to be there if you're not native. Oh, for real? You're definitely not supposed to travel there. Wait, no offense, but my dad applied to two colleges, one in his hometown and one in Hawaii. In 19, what, 70? Okay, drag him. No, 1980. 
80? 80, whatever. Okay. 80 Sorry, Mr. One. Janda, I didn't mean to. I was just estimating. But my point being, I think the, the cult, I'm not saying it was different then, but I'm sure the awareness was different then. But now we know we're not supposed to go there. Okay, so Rocket Power has really been reframed. Do you remember that show? <laughs> no. Really? You don't? No. Oh, my God. Well, I don't remember it either then. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> Wait what is Rocket Power? Okay, I guess like be- before you were born, <laughs> when it was just me and Princess Diana, <laughs> Rocket Power was No, the- she died in 97. I know. Oh, I guess. Okay, so it was just the three of you. The what two of mean, you. The two of us. Yeah, for like very short period of time. Yes. Extremely short period of time. And then and Rocket Power <laughs> was this show where they like literally lived in Hawaii and they um they were just like skaters. Mm. And Rocket Power. Do, 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 you really don't remember that? No. That's embarrassing to me. Well, also, we talked about this before on the pod, but like you are the slightest, tiniest, sliverest bit older than me. And you have an older brother, so you were probably exposed to like other like I didn't have any older siblings, so I wasn't exposed to anything early. You know, I know because if you talk about like the years that this pod spans, like my older brother is thirty one. It's crazy that I hide my age, but say everyone else is <laughs> such ease, just rolls <laughs> off the tongue. My older brother is thirty one, born in ninety two, and your younger brother is what eighteen? Yeah, he was born in two thousand four. So referentially, if that is the right word, I've never used it before. Referentially, this pod spans fourteen years of yeah. references. Yeah. More so or less. Mine all skew down, and yours are you have some that skew up. And I was also like, I was, I was an adult. I was a young adult. Like I remember, I would like, I, I feel like I was watching kind of like older shows at a young time. Don't ask for an example. I don't remember. I watched like my so-called life when I was three with my mom. Like Claire Danes was on that, and it was like, it was like kind of queer, and it's like this high school show that my mom would watch. And she was on bed rest with my younger brother, <laughs> and I just remember it's like one of my earliest memories. It's just like lying in bed with her. It was like this weird that she's home from. <laughs> from we the course see her this much. you never see her and now suddenly she's around all the time and yeah so i feel like i was a kind of advanced yeah yeah i didn't really like get to i watched like a lot of pbs and stuff like that well that if i had if i popped one out right now like if i had a child right now <laughs> you I, personally popped one out yeah if i if i had so much money and then got the IV, <laughs> ivf i would absolutely that child would watch arthur and the happy shows i'm not doing the chaos i'm not doing the Rocco's Modern Life, like it, Arthur, yeah, and the one about history. Mm, oh, Revolutionary Kids. Yes, yeah, I loved that one. That's super that one. important for kids to watch. I always laughed at that one because there was like it was always British versus English, and then there was that one French character who was like in it sometimes. Okay, Napoleon Bonaparte. I don't know if that's right. Like, no, no, they were kids. Right. His name was like Pierre or something. They weren't named after real people. I don't think so. Because were they meant to be like real historical figures? I don't know that backyard baseball, basketball had like real athletes that were just like kids. Do you remember? Yeah, that? I don't think that was like a narrative structure that applied across media at the time. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that okay, may- maybe they were supposed to be like a young whomever, but I thought they were just like kids who were around for the Revolutionary War, and it was and like our vantage point into like what it would have been like to be a kid at the time. And Wishbone the dog that would kind of go from one historical event to another historical event. Yep. Yep. And then I, I don't know if you know this, but I like had recorded all of Wishbone and then my dad recorded over it with like a baseball game. Yeah. And that's why I have like a huge gap. Like I don't remember anything between 1800 and, and 1850. record over for a baseball game is crazy because there's um, 80 baseball games a year more, I think. Like teams play so many games. I know. Most of them are inconsequential. That was the first time I understood loss. <laughs> Wait, I was talking, I've been talking about like parenting and kids a lot recently i feel like it's been on i don't know just i've had a couple conversations with people about it and like we were i was talking with maddie about this yesterday about how like i feel like more people our age are at least aware of the fact that a it's a choice i feel like we're in in a generation where like the awareness of it being a choice to have kids or not is just like more socially acceptable because it's been around longer Mm -hmm. um and also because we're queer obviously we're around more people who like we'll have to think about a lot more going into it just Mm -hmm. like financially and stuff. And I was just like, we were thinking about like, if you're a gay man or a gay woman, anybody gay, anybody who has kids who would like, it's like you, what a, what a wealth flag. You know what I mean? Yeah. Way to really be like, I've got money because you're, what an investment to say you like and take on to have that in New York. Oh my God. You have to have a lot of money. Like you brought it, like you gotta be, I don't know. Like, I mean, I know people are raised kids on all kinds of budgets, but, like, if you are going into it and you're going to put a down payment down for, like, adoption or in vitro or anything, it's, like, that's so much money. I know. We've got to marry rich. <laughs> We've got to marry or be rich. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't mean to. I don't mean to worry you. It is funny that like I there's like straight people can just be like, oh, so and so is pregnant, and then we all act excited, and like it's not kind of shocking. Whereas like with a gay person, it would be like they've been going through this really long journey and meeting with doctors and blah 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 blah, and they put down a hundred thousand dollars. It's like this whole thoughtful thing. Yeah, you're not gonna be like so and so got drunk and now they're having a baby. Whereas yeah. like, which like is a huge blessing that there's no accidents. I know. I know, I know, but sometimes it's kind of like there's never going to be the right time. So like, yeah, take yeah, the leap. that's true. I mean, and also like there is something so um, I do feel like I there's something so romantic about the way that like cishet people can conceive kids Ugh. that like we will just never get to experience. Okay, well that's sad. <laughs> that just... is a kind of a bummer straight privilege is being able to get knocked up yeah <laughs> is it a privilege or is it a prison we don't know but p- both i guess but the, like you know what i mean like i think there's something that's like i don't know this uh the process of it is so much more clinical i know which probably is a good thing ultimately especially for cis men who are gay because we need to go involve some other person 100% of the time. Yeah, that's true. Some other person, some random person. Yeah. A random woman who <laughs> wants nine months off of work. Well, not necessarily. It could also be adopted. Oh, you're right. Who didn't, yeah. Who but wants I, nine months of bed rest like my mom. <laughs> well, the, yeah, like. <sighs> my I kids sh- will be conceived in a, in a bag, in a hospital. In a bag? In a hospital, yeah. You know, yeah, and there's just something so, like. It's. I mean, it is what it is. Like, it, but like, I the. I guess, a positive I think to the way that queer people have children is that like because there's so much thought has to go into all of the process, so much planning has to go into all the process. Like, you're already thinking about with intentionality, like the way that you want to raise your kids to some degree, probably. Mm-hmm. Versus like anybody who just like kind of ends up pregnant or ends up having kids. Like, I feel like no. I feel like nobody really thinks that much about there's so much to think about like the thought of having to raise i mean that makes me so goddamn anxious like i don't know how anybody does that nico when the time comes you will be an amazing dad (laughs) you've been an amazing father to me (laughs) i don't think i i just don't think i want to i don't think i want to do it you're too young to know no i totally listen i totally concede the fact that there is a total possibility that like five, 10, 15 years from now, my mind will change and my mm-hmm. life will be different and I will have reached goals that I currently am really focused on and then my life priorities will shift. But at the moment, I just don't see myself ever wanting to do that. And like, you're not gonna have kids without childcare. You're gonna have an au pair, <laughs> a nanny, a woman from Germany that stays in your house. Be careful. <laughs> be careful. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that there's... Um, I also think that part of my... Um, we're getting so deep, just the two of us here. Uh, I think I know the person was always like, kind of like the guardrail of our true vulnerable selves. Yeah, is sorry. that we can't Boys, be really you're honest. You're getting a real peek into the behind the curtain of how God um, knows when Gia was on. I really wanted to open that up. I was like, oh, let's all cut up, <laughs> open a vein, and share our true selves. <laughs> I think that I I just know that inherently in in any relationship to anybody in your life, the op- the opportunity for you to fail that person is like not is 100% like you're going to fail everybody in your life to some degree. Like you're going to hurt everybody in your life to some degree. Like even if it's small, you know, like there are times like any relationship you have that withstands more than X period of time, like you're going to hurt that person. So I go ghost white. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing up things on the pod for the first time. <laughs> Remember when you did this? No. Um but you know what I mean? Like that's just that's just the way that life works and I think that I have comfort in like knowing that anybody in my life right now I have already heard maybe, but also that they're an equal, like, like for Maddie, for example, like we're, we're equals in our partnership. So like, I know there's, I'll hurt her. She'll hurt me at some point, like in small ways, hopefully, but like there, there's an equality there that makes it feel like it could be okay. But the thought of hurting and the inevitability of hurting a child, I'm just like, that's wait, we're the opposite. And I don't think I'm ready for a kid because my fear about a child is that like anytime you have a child, you're inviting such opportunity for incomprehensible loss into your life. Absolute devastation. I don't want to invite that into my world. So I always say, I don't want one. I it's gotta be at least three. Cause like three, you give one, give and take, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's like not the end of the world. Like it would be still, (laughs) it's not a numbers game. (laughs) (laughs) Cause it's no way you're going to like them equally. And there's always a chance that they're going to, the, Number one will go down, but I, I think I think most parents 
Well, not most parents. I'm sure some parents don't like their kids equally. My parents don't like us equally. That's not true. They are obsessed with my younger brother, and that's fine. I'm valid. I'm thinking. I'm obsessed with him too. <laughs> I think he, I'm fascinated by him. <laughs> you have to ask him how he's doing because he won't tell you. Yeah. Yeah. So I call and I'll be like, "How are you?" And he's like, "I have to work today." And I'll be mad. I'll be like, "Well, I have to work too." Like on a Sunday, and it's like doing this. <laughs> You're gonna <laughs> go as the work. Yeah. Some of us are getting together and talking about kids on a podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's... Uh, I also don't trust myself. I don't know. I think, obviously, like, I have some stuff I haven't worked through enough that I would pass on as a parent, and I don't feel ready in that way either. You're 26. No, I know. There's so much time. I don't feel... It's just funny because, like, my parents had me when they were 27, so, like... And I know, and a lot of, I mean, how old were your parents when they had your oldest brother? 28. Yeah. So it's like, it's crazy to think that like, even a generation before us, like now would be when they're having kids. I'm like, well, I feel like I, my life just started. Literally at Maddie's apartment before the, we watched those Selena videos, which we will for sure have to get into. But I, I don't know how I went on this. Like, oh, were you there for the Selena videos? I missed them, but I'm, I, Maddie just texted me out of the blue while I was asleep and said, you're so Justin Bieber coded. It's crazy. <laughs> Oh, he's really toxic. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I don't think you're Justin Bieber coded. I think that there are, I know people that are Justin Bieber coded. Yeah. I'm not going to say their names because we're not editing this. For sure. So, but like. This is uncut, boys. Do you want me to say? The moment that we go to one, it to me. one step. The moment that we, well, I don't know if you'd agree with that. Yours? Let me give, I'll give you a long list of, list of reasons. No, no. Oh. Not, no, no, no. Absolutely not. Yes, and I'm gonna give you a lot. No, he is no not one charismatic. Ag- no one. Wait, people. Everyone delegitimizes my experience. And no. L- no, no, no. This is. Wait, you have to. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm everyone delegitimizes my experience by saying it didn't look that good from the outside or whatever. Or yeah. Being like, and like you don't know what it was like to be me in that. That's true. That's true. Wait. Oh my God! This is the best episode we ever. <laughs> No more. If we have, if we've scheduled you to come on, we're gonna. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We're going. We're going just us for a while. Um, yes. No. I I agree with that, and I apologize if I've ever made you feel. No, don't be sorry about it. Like I delegitimized that. Never apologize. What I like about Real Housewives, I've said this last week, is that they will literally scream at each other and be like, "Okay, love you, bye." And then <laughs> I think it's very healthy to watch the conflict in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes apologizing is good, though. Yeah. Oh wait, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I think I over apologize. Wait, let's get into the Selena videos though. Wait, the first thing I was gonna say was that my crush from freshman year of high school, who was a girl, Megan with an H and a G, not in that order, she just had a baby. Because I went down this whole rabbit hole of like, where is everyone from high school? I don't know where anyone is. I don't know where a single fucking person is. You know where they are? Home. Facebook. They're on Facebook. Yeah. They are on Facebook. And then I was like, how you keep up with anybody you knew from high school, middle school. That's funny that that's true for you because I'm surprised that because the age difference that we have like by the, the big two big differences are like I feel like my generation was more on Facebook and also your generation was like gay is okay so like it was like kind of those yeah. are the two separations but mine really is on Facebook I don't even know people's last names like I couldn't figure her last name was one thing before and then I couldn't even find her oh until that's I, the toughest part about people changing their names on Facebook it's like keep the last name as the middle name please <laughs> I need to know who you were you know I'm gonna go in there and post my status and it's gonna be a picture of my crush be like does anyone know what happened to her <laughs> has anyone seen this girl <laughs> just start now that everybody thinks she's missing and you're like no just missing to me just missing to me <laughs> just to me I don't know where she is how it counts as missing I don't know where she is I don't know where Jean Benet Ramsey is like to me they're the same. <laughs> that's hard okay justin and selena i don't care about them like i didn't but then i watched like so many fan-made videos love of this and like but not fan-made like upset like fan-made like kind of that it is um obsessed enough to be thorough but also not kind of restricted by fact checks for sure now are we saying now these videos we're talking about just to give the boys at home a little more color to them are are these like you know the fan edits we've talked about before where they're like sepia there's a song underneath they're like no because i don't think that they romanticize it okay so it's like somebody's talking there's a narrator i think this is more like dateline this is more like this is investigative journalism by the people for the people yeah okay and there is a person who's talking that's kind of like that that's maybe the fake ai voice i'm not really sure and then justin said hello backstage at the things (laughs) and then like that yeah 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 and it is good it moves really fast they like throw a lot of information at you at one time because they kind of like have faith in their viewer that Mm -hmm. we can follow along (laughs) which is nice but it is like so fascinating like all of it like they did it for seven years which i kind of was just like not um i wasn't 
privy to. I wasn't engaged in that world, really. Yeah. And then, like, two months after they broke up, he, like, married Hilly Bieber. Maybe not two months. That might have been hyperbolic. But, like, less than a year. Not long after. Not long after Damn. at all. Yeah. Because I didn't realize the, like, I guess sort of fan lore about the whole thing was that there was a – there's a – that Hilly Bieber and Justin Bieber have known each other for a long time and were kind of set up through their church – and that Selena was maybe like his great love. That is what people say. That's actually exactly what someone someone else just worded it like that. I wonder if they explained it to you like that, and then they all explained it to me like that separately. And I now. I think that's what. Before I left the other night, I asked if that was what, like the if that was like the theory on it. And I think Maddie or Jesse said yes. I think it is like for seven years they were like on and off toxic, up and down roller coaster, wow. and then he just Explosive. married this girl. Yeah, I think he's really crazy. Oh, for sure. Not crazy in a bad way. One of I if I can't I well, cannot crazy recommend actually. enough. The boys at home, if you uh even if you don't like roast battles, because I don't, and this isn't a roast battle, but look up the roast of Justin Bieber. Even if you don't watch the whole thing, watch Will Farrell as Ron Burgundy roasting Justin Bieber. It's so funny. Is he there? Yeah. It's like a Comedy Central roast where they have like the roasty. Was he there. good? Was he a good sport? He seemed it, yeah. And his jokes, I remember being okay, like like whoever wrote them for him. But Ron, so Will Ferrell gets up as Ron Burgundy, and he basically just takes the take of like, "This guy is awesome," and he like lists all these crazy things like that made headlines that Justin Bieber did. <laughs> Who like, else was there? Nikki Glaser. Um, probably Nikki Glaser. Uh, was Ann Coulter at that one randomly? Ugh, they ripped her a new one. That's one of my favorite things about the roast, where they just do like the like the. Sp- they just kind of like they they will roast this person, then they just fire shots at like other people that are there too. Um, Jeff Ross always there because he hosts them. Um, I don't remember, but anyway, on Justin Bieber, my other thing about him is he got married to Haley Bieber in Palmetto Bluff, which is like an hour from Savannah in South Carolina. It's like why this, is that? I don't know, but the, it has made that destination like an insane like. Like it's like all of a sudden on the map as like a wedding destination because of it. I mean, okay. it always was like a fancy, nice area, but like once he got married there, it was like you couldn't book a wedding there for like years. Who are, are the people that are obsessed with them? Are the, is it okay? Is it millennial women or is it Gen Z or is it like even younger? I don't know. Shout out to former guests of the pod, Allison O'Connor and Romy. Shout out, shout out. Um, they went to a Justin Bieber night at Bowery Ballroom, I think, or mm-hmm. Bowery Electric. I forget. Somewhere they went to like go to like a Justin Bieber. Similar to that Taylor Swift night we went to for your birthday. I remember they kept playing not Taylor Swift music, and it's like, no, we're here for Taylor Swift. <laughs> I was like, also play folklore. The best part of... <laughs> Everybody cry together. The best part about that was when we saw those two people who were wearing like matching shirts, and they were both blonde. It was a man and a woman, and they were like dancing. We're like, what is their story? And Michael Aber shout out, went over to them and came back and reported that they were siblings. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like, we are deep with Swifties right now. But anyway, they were at the, the Justin Bieber night and they said it was like not that packed. So I don't know who his fans are. Like I'm still a fan of his like music and his like style sort of and him as like a figure. I like you and I think I can flate the two of you sometimes, but like that's kind of it. Thank you. I think he's, I only know, is it tonight now to say sorry? That song meant so much to me at the time. And then I like Beauty and the Beat. Beauty Love. and the Beat. But Nicki I only Minaj. like the one with Nicki Minaj. Oh, is she in all of them? I like the remix. Mm-hmm. There's like an EDM-y one. Yeah. I think that's a good song too. I mean, he's got some great hits. And even and when he was a kid, he was great. I don't know. But like, he's definitely crazy. I, mean, I wonder if Haley just like doesn't leave him in the way that Selena does. And that's the difference. Wow. You think he just needs somebody who's just like going to be... There think, no matter what. I think he just needs somebody who's like going to be maybe second to him. I don't know. I don't know enough about him. I'm really slinging things That's around. interesting. Like, does, is Selena not so broken? This is tough. We might get in trouble. Well, no, who's going who's gonna to go, go for it? Come for us. We would be flattered if you were listening. <laughs> is it like Selena has enough, like, we're, like she's going to get, uh, not that that's, it might be bad to people who are like, you know, whatever, sorry. And if I like, is Selena like has enough people and support that she's like, I'm out. Whereas Haley is just like in for the long haul. No I don't how crazy know. It gets. I don't know. Because what is Haley Bieber's, um, Claim to fame. Her dad is Stephen Baldwin. Well, of course, but like, what is her profession? Would we she say? like has like a skincare company, but is that it? Like, I'm not saying Kylie Jenner doesn't, Jenner doesn't work hard, but like, if I were to come out with a skincare company tomorrow and You'd you were to, to know work. about it, I'd have to work. Yeah. I'd have to work. I'd have to join spaces yeah. and like 
supply chain and procurement. You have to have a, pro- a product that does something. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Whereas, like with her, although Jen She's Wagley, great. our crush, shout out, we should shout get her. God, I'd love to get her on. She like like so like the road skincare. Like I know Jen uses the lip stuff. The lip stuff does seem really good. Is the row? Wait, the row or road, the road? Road, the row of the Olsons, who right. I do think work hard. Who, wait, isn't that, um, isn't that, um, what is their whole thing? It's like, it's, it's like. Quiet luxury. Quiet luxury, thank you. That's Quiet what luxury, for. which I cannot wait to be involved in. I cannot <laughs> wait for us to be quiet luxury. <laughs> Having the most expensive white t-shirt you've ever seen. Yes. Where I, so I can get spaghetti all over it. Yeah, like you're not gonna be able to see my money. You're just gonna know it's see, there. See, I just need to get more of those like Banana Republic shirts that I have that fit me well. That one that made once you say, you find, "Wow!" Club Monaco is like the once you find and it's I think it's different for every single person. For sure. Once you find a, a store that sells a shirt that fits you well, like that's your store. Just wear that's it. That's your place. I agree. Get a bunch. Club Monaco, two for fifty. They have really nice T-shirts that wow. fit my bod nice. They fit my that's rock not even and bod. Not SpawnCon, they have never. Oh, the only person that wanted to sponsor us. Oh was, my god! Um, wait, we should talk about that. We've never talked about it. I know, crazy. We, we got it. We got an email from a company to. We got another email from another company. <laughs> <laughs> um, to do sponsored uh ads on here, and the company was <laughs> trying to get us to do an ad for erectile dysfunction medication, which we thought was no, it wasn't erectile dysfunction medication. It was. I was gonna be like, the problem was never that mine didn't work. Okay? No, it was um, it it was like a like a pre workout for sex, right? It was supposed yes. to be like it was kind of ED related but also kind of just like just like general sexual we did not wellness. ask enough questions but it was so funny because i was like this person clearly does not listen to the podcast because which is you really famously are aside and i don't have a dick so, we so just like what are we gonna yeah. do with this yeah what are we gonna do with that i don't know i it's like yeah i wonder what that would do to me i know and like my brain also was like i am an addict and i just don't know what would happen with this and i get scared putting any like weird thing in my bod and like, like i don't do poppers like yeah, I'm not saying that this was poppers, but like, what? Why? Why would this get us excited for sex? What does this do to our heart rate? What does this do to our blood system? I haven't done poppers in a minute. Don't. I don't think they're. I don't think they make you better. They definitely don't make you better. They make you fun for like, or they make you have fun for like ten seconds. You're fun. You're always fun. I know. I might like. Internally. You're fun every day. I know. I'm much externally. I'm saying it's internally. funny that cocaine is 15 internally. minutes and poppers is 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> What's gonna be an hour? But then someone told me that Molly was six hours, and I was like, oh my, oh my god. god. I'm scared to do Molly because um, I'm afraid of the come down the next day. Yeah, I'm really, I really am not. I just don't need to feel extra depressed, I don't think. I know. I haven't done mushrooms in 10 months and I don't miss them. Because of the come down? I don't know. Like, I think just once I like, I would just, I was like, wait, am I not in control with this anymore? Yeah. And like, at first it was just like a little like release of anxiety. Like the first time I did mushrooms on the beach in Fire Island, I just felt like this whole part of my brain that I th- call anxiety just kind of like lift. I just felt like s- ever so slightly lifted and I just like felt very calm and I wasn't out of control. I was just like, whatever. And I think that like the problem is like the dough you become, the dosage changes. Also, anything that's inedible, it's like there's so many different factors. Like you don't totally know what's in it and like you, what's in your stomach matters and like your, um, but not immunity, your tolerance changes. Yeah. So like I just w- got nervous and sort of freaked me out and it was no longer fun. Yeah, yeah. As soon as it's not fun, it's worth like getting out of, I think. Everything's like Because I had the same, yeah, I had the same experience where like the first, first time I did it was on Pride. That was a blast. Second time was when we went upstate. Also a blast. Laughed harder than I've ever laughed in my fucking life at Jesse's story. <laughs> Do you remember upstate? Yeah. Was it scary? Not all of upstate, but the mushroom part? No, it wasn't scary. I definitely was, like, actively being, like, don't think about, don't let your mind go to, like, what's outside this house because we were a little bit in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Remember that dog? Yes. We went on a walk, and all of a sudden this huge dog came out of nowhere, started, like, running at us, and I'm everybody flee- fled, <laughs> except for me. Ready to take the dog on uh, by myself. If you want to know what you would do with your friends in a crisis, have we got an Airbnb for you? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go to this. We have to go back to that place. It was so it was so fun. And, but the, it literally killed walks for the rest. Of we the didn't time. leave. We didn't leave again. I ran so. Fast. You and I didn't take another walk until we went two hours away to Herkimer. <laughs> yeah, which was fun. Um. But, uh, yeah, the mushrooms there were fun. I remember the clouds looking really cool, and the inside of that house was just so beautiful that, like, the colors really popped, and I remember having, like, a really nice time just, like, laughing with Jesse. Um, and then I did them on my birthday, and that was really fun. And I think I flew too close to the sun, because then when I tried to do them on Halloween, that's when I fainted, and that was not good. And so That was four times in, like, six months. No offense. Okay, come for me. <laughs> Actually, four times in four months. 
June, August, and then twice in October. So I think that twice back, in October is a lot. The back to back in October was probably too much. Because your tolerance probably is changing, and then you're also having like a lot more to. Well, the manage. problem too is was they were just actual mushrooms. It wasn't like in anything. So we were self. Deci- we were we were cutting them up ourselves to decide what they're. And I think in my head I was like, oh, because this is like from the earth, it's like similar to weed. It's like not gonna hurt you or anything. Uh. And then like really probably can't. I mean, I'm sure that it can hurt you if you do too much. But I was just like. Oh, this is fine. And then I was like, oh, these are like a, this is definitely like a class above weed in terms of like, like I shouldn't just be fucking around with this. I think what's scary is that it's like, I think it's really hard to sleep on them. So it's not like you can get out. Yeah, that's the part of the trapped. Hard. Well, that was what was hard after I fainted was I was like, I can't just like go home yet because I'm so fucking like all over the place that I feel like I'm going to throw up and like I don't want to get in an Uber. So you woke up and you were like, like who was there? So I. I've told this story so many times, so apologies to any friends who are listening. You're like, enough. We know you fainted one time. Um, <laughs> I And say where I was. You were also there, right? No. You had left. Where did I go? Uh, to hook up with somebody? Who? Uh, a tall guy. No. Uh, guy who worked at? Uh, uh, give me one more hint. Vice. <laughs> of course, of course, a guy who worked at Vice. Um, I was like, okay, production. Okay, <laughs> media. <laughs> well... Yeah, no, I just remember feeling really, like, overstimulated, and then I was like, I need to go outside to the front of the house, because it was so packed in there, and I was like, I need to be outside, but not back here in the backyard where there's way too many people, and then I was walking through the hall, and To be 25 in Brooklyn is to be in a packed first-floor apartment with a yard that is more packed, and yeah. a bonfire that you're like, hope no one falls. Falls in that, yeah. So I just tried to go to the front yard with Jessie, and I just remember her being in front of me, and then all of a sudden, my, like, I was starting to hallucinate, I think, because it was just, like, the... Like what was in front of me just got more and more abstract, Oof. and I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm leaving this dimension. Like maybe I'm dying. Like something is happening. I can't see Jesse anymore." And I was just like reaching out for her, like, and I was like, it was so like heady. And then everything, my ears started to ring. Everything went white, and I was kind of hearing people. And then like I came back, I came to pretty quickly right after that because somebody had caught me. Thank God I didn't like hit my head or anything. And he took me outside, and then they got Who caught you? Some guy. I don't even know. You don't even know you're a hero? No. It and was if, me. If you're listening... <laughs> it was the guy from Vice. If you're listening, um, thank you for saving me. But then they brought me water, and then I was sitting on the front porch for like another hour. It was definitely hour. Jack Greenberg. A Jack Greenberg type. Somebody, person. yeah. It was somebody, a saint, uh, a guardian angel was there for me. But They're going to be like, guy, caught you? That guy's been dead for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I knew I was dead, too. No, but it was it was like freaky. But then, yeah, like because then I was like I was dealing with having just fainted and like how scary that was, like on mushrooms, which just made it like feel so much like heavier. Yes. And like scary. and then you come out of it and you're still on mushrooms. Yeah. And honestly, I was like super depressed after that for a while. And I, I don't know if it has anything to do with that, but. I, don't know I think like a bad trip can me. fuck you up for a couple of days. I think so too. Completely. Like your brain is, and I don't, I don't even, I don't, your brain is, I, okay, I, I don't want to worry my mom, but like, I was going to say this, I feel like I did way too many in March. I had a specific time in March where it was really scary yeah. and it was no longer fun and I felt really fucked up for like three days. Yeah. And then I was like, like, not like fucked up, like, like sad, like you said, I was like depressed for three days. Yeah. But like, that is so different than all the other times I've done it. Like there are times I do it where I feel uh, happy for three days. Like I yeah. feel so happy for three weeks. It like puts things in perspective, but it is just like scary where like the, to your point, like the dosage and like how it's kind of like an unpredictable, you can't predict the experience that you're going to have. Yeah. So like, what's the point of this? I would rather be normal for three days than risk being like happy versus depressed. Yeah. Which is why I wish they would just fucking legalize this stuff and make it more like clearly marketed and then like, you could just be like I want something that's going to make me do XYZ and take this much and it will be good and you won't have a bad trip probably. Yeah. You know? probably. Well I mean they never they probably can't say 100% but yeah. like, you know because it depends person to person but like you could more I don't know me and Jesse pouring the mushrooms out on the table and slicing them up into fours and being like, this should be good. It's probably yeah. not ideal. Did you, but Jesse didn't have a bad experience. Jess is fine. Jess just kind of does her thing. I've only Did seen Jesse have a bad time on drugs one time. Where? She smoked something weird one time at MC's birthday and then threw up. Sorry, Jess. Not to. Th- oh, not I to totally remember that. Not to talk to you on the pod. But. Yes, that was the night before really Mark ho- Stoll left. Of course. <laughs> really coloring the night. Wow. He moved? He moved to LA. Wow. We love him. We love him. Mark, if you're here, we if love you're listening, you. We love you. Um, anyway, that was all just to say that Jesse knows how to handle herself, I feel. She's she's a pro. Oh, the point of The Bachelor was that on The Bachelor, this girl was like, <laughs> this girl literally was like, what's your favorite movie? And he was like, remember the Titans. And then I was like, that is such a specific man. And yeah. I love it. 
What, what a guy. Remember the Titans is the football movie. You Wait, really? Right? I think you would love it. I saw it with my dad in 2001 in theaters. Yes, I what, think you would love it. Is it a God movie? Um, Do you know the one I'm talking about? There is a God movie that's set in Georgia. Are you talking Angel of Dreams? No, it's a Christian football movie. Let me find it. It's like I think it's called Facing the Giants. Maybe. No, I never saw that, but I, I, I bet it's great. I'm like wondering if it was only, pl- yeah, Facing the Giants. It's a 2006 sports drama. Oh my god, hour 52. It did not need to be that long. Um, 16 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. FYI, Ooh. uh, the budget was a hundred thousand dollars, but it made 10.2 million in the box office. Oh my god, fuck Rotten Tomatoes. It's because it's like a Christian movie. The it's check like, cash is. It's, it's like about this team. It's like about a football coach whose wife can't conceive a child, and so that's like their personal struggle. And then also his team is not doing very well. And they're like, and he like has like kind of this rinky-dink team that he pulls together, and through the faith of God, they win a championship against the Giants, who are like this huge team that always wins. And guess what? His wife gets pregnant at the end. Okay, and then the Giants. I love that the Giants are kind of serving two purposes because he's like, yeah, the Giants, but then also like Goliath. Well, guess what the kicker's name is? Who's like David? Yep. Okay, <laughs> this is a reminder. This is a Catholic podcast. Reminder that this is a Catholic podcast, so we know our beatitudes. Um, I think that when you make art, you should get to decide who's allowed to review it and who's not, and be like, this is for priests. <laughs> priests can review it; no one else can. And like, like if I make if I have a joke, it's like, and it's for gay. I'm just like, well, only gay can review this. If you're straight, you can't review it. Well, we can't. We can't decide who and can and can't review, but we can decide who we do and don't listen to. Okay. And pay attention to. Yeah. Well, self-regulation. Okay. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> That's hard. Yeah. Everyone's always has an opinion, this whole world. Like, either they have an opinion in comedy, or they have an opinion on my workout class, or they have an opinion on my bod, or they have an opinion. Well, yeah. You had a nice review yesterday on your workout class. <laughs> I know. I was like, thanks. Can you email this to someone? I wish that the kids could review me after every practice. I think that would be so funny or devastating. What would they write? Not devastating. No, no, no. Because I think they would tell you if it was devastating. They're funny. The girls are so much more fun to work with than the boys, though. I know because that fun versus not fun is taught young. Yeah, I feel like that. Like that, it's it's so interesting because it is like so weird to see how so much like gender socialization happens happens so young that they're already starting to show pretty significant differences just in the way that they socialize and the way that they act. And they're only five. And they all go to a co-ed school, probably, right? Yeah, for the most part. I I don't. I mean, to my knowledge, none of them go to like a single sex education or anything like that. Isn't it interesting? Like, I don't think that I was divided by gender in terms of sports when I was five. Were you? Um, maybe. I think it depended on the league. Sometimes there was, co- like, I definitely played in, like, a rec co-ed league. And I played, but, like, it's, like, designed to be, I think the, the club that I work for, like, ultimately wants to be, like, a, um, and is a competitive-centric club. So they like put a lot of their focus into their competitive teams, like their travel teams and stuff, and then everything else is supposed to kind of be like a feeder up into that. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot more of a like even our rec league is supposed to be pretty competitive. So I think that anytime it's super competitive, they put like the the structures in place for competition for competition in youth sports is already gendered. So like if you want to participate in that, you have to have gendered teams. But that being said, they do do a lot of good stuff for like the trans kids in the program. Like they're allowed to pick where they play and. Like they honor that, so that's cool. Yeah, more than the Oscars are doing. Yeah, they're bad. My mom. Wait, Oscar, Oscar, watch. Do you have any any thoughts? Okay, well, I texted Michael Albert today because um, Greta Gerwig did not get nominated for best director. I know that's kind of crazy. I know, and Andrew Scott did not get nominated for best actor. Fucked. And he said that both of those. I was like, why? I literally just like, why did Greta not get nominated? And he said, um because there were better movies. And I said, okay. And I said, why did Andrew Scott not get nominated? And he said, there were better movies. And then, so he said that all of the things make sense to him. It's a pretty competitive year, I would say. Fine. But I just feel like, I, I, I thought I saw a tweet, not that, that, not that that's Bible, but I saw a tweet that was like, <laughs> Greta Gerwig gets like a 50% chance that she wins Best Director. And it's like, or just get completely snubbed. Yeah, wow. I mean, I'm surprised she's not even nominated. That's pretty crazy. I know, because then Barbie, and he says that, well, there are better movies. And it's like, but Barbie is nominated for the best picture and i guess there's 10 of whatever but like yeah i mean it's crazy to me that she didn't even get a nomination were any female directors nominated this year one the one from that movie that i didn't watch that everyone else did with a dog was that directed by a woman i believe yes anatomy of a fall anatomy of a fall her name is justine okay wrong 
Okay, cool. Well, that's cool. None of that was none of that was fact. But I mean, like you know, they're they're not nominating other women, so it's like, what the fuck? You know? I know. Like, it's of course well, of mostly men. And the other thing is, like, I mean, I Barbie wasn't my favorite movie by far. Was not my favorite movie this year. It was a box office hit. It was massive. People yeah. talked about it all year since July. We've been talking about it. America Ferrera and Ryan Gosling did get nominated. It got nominated. Margot for- Robbie didn't get nominated. She did not. They said playing hot doesn't count. Wow. They're, yeah. Isn't that? I know. It's just interesting that like, I mean, I guess again, there were other, there were other female leads that I was more interested in than her, but it's just interesting that like that movie was such a hit and that it doesn't get like at least a nomination for most of the big categories. Well, s- the only snub, it got nominated, I guess, for all the big categories that are not director, which like feels like that's like a direct credit thing and then and then Margot. that's so interesting so got the other ones yeah damn that's tough but andrew scott what i'll say is like we're always yelling about gay actors gay roles by the way i do mean me we're screaming about it and it's like that it is very rare to have a gay actor in a gay role and it's like that is it is a big movie it is a box office whatever it is yeah. a critically acclaimed movie his performance is critically acclaimed so it is interesting that he's not it's like i still need to see all of us strangers i was a um, huge bummer the uh Somebody texted us earlier that was like uh, one of the nominees is like the second ever gay actor in a gay role to win to get nominated. Yeah, ever. Yeah, second ever to get nominated. First one, Ian McKellen, nineteen ninety nine for Gods and Monsters. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, that there's only ever been two nominations at the Oscars for a queer actor in a queer role. I know, and that's why it's like ideally, I guess when people are like, it shouldn't. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris, who we like, uh, not we. I don't know how you feel about him. I think he's annoying as fuck. Sorry. <laughs> and I hope this podcast never. Neil, gets, if you're listening, <laughs> I hope it never gets so big that we can't talk shit on Neil Patrick Harris. And, but he. Was <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? We're not close yet. So <laughs> we've got time. He said something like anti, like gay actors and gay roles. Like it should go to the best person. It's like I do hear that, but it's like gay actors are not being cast in straight roles. They're just not. Like that is. Yeah. Name a movie with a like Hugh Jackman. It, I, we don't know if he's gay whatever but like you got i think he is i think i think he's pretty I think it's pretty gay it's pretty uh so like he's in the closet still like professionally publicly he's closeted. also incredibly masked yes and it's like so you have this movie critically acclaimed there's a gay actor in it in a gay role and it feels like that it would be a nice time to kind of just like lift that up or show it some acknowledgement yeah and, and it's like okay you fucking neil patrick harris who famous like play, one of the biggest roles he's ever played is Barney, who is a in How I Met Your Mother, who is a straight womanizer. Yeah, the fact that you have the type of queerness that can can like play that in a way that straight people are going to be cool with. Yeah, like you can't speak to the fact that there's so many queer people who just like will like you're saying will never be cast as a straight role. No, I know it. Yeah, do you think I could play straight? Yeah, (laughs) you're just saying that. I mean, I don't know. What's up, dude? So, man, all right, bye. I no. mean, I think on, on certain projects. I'm bulking right now, so like by the end of this, I think I could play straight. You know, I'm in a bulk. There's bagels out there. You want a bagel? I'm proud of you, bro. I got a bread knife, I'm so proud like, of you. make sure you have your ringer on because I might go to the hospital. We're on <laughs> a real bread knife. We're on the same um, yogurt. We have the same yogurt. 15 grams of protein. Lots of protein in those. Lots yogurts. of protein. Oh yeah. Yes, I'm trying to like That's up my, my breakfast. Protein. I do that. Granola, blueberries every morning. That's really nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, the only macro I count. Someone told me that I don't want this to be eating disorder coded so make no worry it's not make coded. no mistake make it's no explicit mistake. It's explicitly <laughs> but now i'm trying to put on muscle i want to be bigger and be wider i want to be able to fight things i want yeah. people to be shocked by my shoulders i know unfortunately not not unfortunately i guess just like the um the reality is that like if you want to gain weight muscle, you have to muscle wise you gotta eat i know that's really which is hard, hard. I, I struggle to eat enough every day too it is really hard and I don't like I don't like bevies, and I don't like I only like I don't like shakes. I'm not really a shake guy, so I'm trying to eat more like sandwiches. You ever try Boost? No. I'll bring you one. Re- really? They're this big, super like not thick, pretty like pretty liquidy, um, and they have like tons of fiber in them and like 20 grams of protein. That's what I need. And you can eat them, like I have one every day after I work out. That's really nice. Sorry if we're putting you to sleep at home. No, I think that some of our listeners listeners are queer freaks, and then some are <laughs> muscleheads. We yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're a, if you're a gym bro who's tuning in for the gym content, thank you. This is like a there. It really is such nuance to this, and that it is like it is a Catholic queer <laughs> lifting podcast. Wow, we can really do it all. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Wait, I'm thinking of other Oscar. You saw American Fiction with me and Maddie. Yes. What did you think of American Fiction? I said um, that I liked it. It just was the movie I thought I was seeing. I thought I was seeing like a crazy movie about fame and a lie that you have to keep up and just like, ah, whereas yeah. it was kind of just like um, it did not paste. deliver for me. I was I first I should I'm going to start with compliments. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. There was a couple lines. There were several lines in it that made me laugh. I thought there was a ton of funny moments. I loved the setting. The setting was good. Mm. I, I thought like the world was interesting. I was really compelled by like the premise of the movie. I and liked his love interest. Yeah. I, I thought all the I thought the the um performances were great. I wish they didn't okay, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen American fiction, skip ahead. Um why did they kill Tracy Ellis Ross in the first like ten minutes? I was like, what the I wonder fuck? if they didn't cast her until the end and they're like, Okay, we have two more scenes to shoot and it's the beginning and we just got Tracy Ellis Ross. <sighs> That's like ridiculous. Do you ringing in your ear? No, yeah. just me. No. Oh, I'm going deaf. Did I tell you that? Really? Doesn't matter. It's going to anyway. be a lifelong journey. <laughs> so buckle up. Um, the uh, I thought she was one of the best parts of the movie, and they could have kept her around. I didn't think it was a necessary plot device. Like I know it was supposed to like create stakes for why he needs more money, but I'm like, he's, he's, an, he's a writer who's not doing that great. He is a professor at, an, at a university. So we understand where he's at like financially. It's not – it's like fine for a single guy, but it's not a lot. It's not enough if his mom needs to be – getting extra care at home because she's older and has dementia like i think that's enough for like i need money now i don't think we needed to also kill off the sister every old person i know loved it though yeah because i think it wasn't like i don't know i mean it was definitely like a biting criticism but i thought it was so slow like it was just like most of the movie most of the oxygen in that movie was given to a really underwhelming, uninteresting family drama that like didn't have a lot to do, like. I don't I know. I think the brother got an Oscar nomination. Yeah, I thought he was good, but like I thought they like didn't really do enough with him. Like I would have been so interested to know like what did he think? Like we didn't even get to see what he or the girlfriend or the mom thought of this guy making up this lie. We didn't yeah. get to see anybody in his life's reaction. He didn't have any personal falling because of what he did. Yeah. Like, the, the interesting part of that is, like, he gets all this commercial success, he gets money, he gets fame, he gets this, that, and the other off of something he doesn't believe in and, you know, leans into it because of all these reasons and is is tempted by the fame and the money and then, like, has all this family, like, drama back home and, like, we don't even get to see, like... His crush. I want to see his crush. I want to be like, I wrote this book. And, and his crush would be like, no. He's like, f- he's fucked up to her about reading the book. He's fucked up to Issa Rae about her writing. And we never get to see him have to like t- walk that back. He just gets to say it, whatever the fuck he wants to and never yes. have any consequences for it. Yeah. Like what? I know. I think, yeah. It, I'm trying to, it reminded me of that movie. Um, The pace of it reminded me of that movie from 2000. Something's got to give. It reminded me of something. I didn't see that one. It's about these old people falling in love, and it's kind Aww. of this like slow San Francisco y type movie. Yeah. It was like way too. I don't know. I just would. You wanted it to have more punch, more bite. I wanted it to just have some some real. Yeah, like take away. Like we did not. Like why did that. Wa- like I mean, happy for the woman who got married at the end, but I was like, did we even need her as a character? Lorraine. Yeah. Lorraine. What was her name? I think Lorraine. Lorraine, maybe. But, yes. But like did we even need that character? Like what was that for? I don't know, but that gay, gay guy in a speedo, I was like, why am I not getting sent these roles? He's <laughs> <laughs> not sending me these roles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I like also like I mean thematically there's some interesting stuff there with the brother being closeted for so long and then coming out and like the, you know, dealing with not lies, but the absence of truth, perhaps. And then also this guy dealing with the absence of truth. Like his brother and him could have had some really interesting conversation around that. Yeah. You know, like there's that moment where the brother's like, I wish that I told our dad or I wish he knew. And then mm-hmm. like now, it, meanwhile, this guy's dealing with an active lie and that's never even addressed. Never even. We're not even as a viewer really thinking about that in that moment. And it's like, how is a movie that's like shrouded and propped up by a massive lie? Not. How is that not the through line of the? I don't know. I just. Well, you like, want though? You're going to say to you, you're mad that none of the He never had to answer for his lies. You got to watch Real Housewives. Real Housewives. <laughs> they always answer for their lies. They answer for lies they didn't even tell. And that's why it's good television. You, I think what you're. It was a lot. The movie was a lot of edging and there was no. Yes. Yes. Real Housewives is. There's. It ended with a fucking whimper. Yeah. You got to watch Housewives. Yeah. Housewives. Everything you're saying, it's like every everyone has to answer for the lies they tell. Everyone has to answer for every decision they make. They're going to fight about it. They're going to yell about it. And then they're going to say, I love you. And you're going to see them back next episode. Yeah. Because they still have to film together. And that's amazing. That is amazing. Maybe that's the difference between male, male TV and lady. Or male, like, 
is that a gender thing? You know, male like, and ladies. Male <laughs> ladies. <laughs> the girlies are making content where the people are answering for their decisions. That's true. In American fiction, maybe it's like, it's kind of a male movie. Maybe. I mean, I I feel like they didn't want to make that guy. Like, I what I took away from that was like, maybe they didn't have it in them to make that guy as unlikable as he needed to be. Like as he, unlikable as he needed he to needed be. He needed to have a fall from grace. Like, he did something. He lied. And he and it's okay. Like, listen, if he never was a dick to his girlfriend and Issa Rae, different movie. Like, I think, like, maybe he didn't have to. Like, I'm like, he didn't really hurt anybody by doing this. Like, we don't really see him hurt anybody. Well, his until fall from grace com- is losing her. He does lose her. Issa Rae, you're right. He never answers for that at all. But, like, the he girl he his, loses. Yeah, like, he, like, full on, like, challenges her entire career all yeah. of her success everything that she's built in this thing and like and and has like an ethical qualm with her yeah and we never see him after an answer for that yeah i don't know so it was um but it was really funny and i think also it's cool that it was like new stories like that are being told which is cool it just gives opportunity for maybe somebody to uh, do something different the next time would be my thought well my fingers are crossed the next time we're going to have a version of that that involves erica jane or dorit or one of our Real Housewife girls. Yeah. Leading the charge. Were there any other... Lisa Rinna. Any other movies this year that you were really excited about? Oscar um, or not? No. Every movie this year ended freaky. I don't know why people keep ending movies freaky. Oh, Saltburn. Was Saltburn not nominated for anything? I don't think so. It didn't get a single nomination. I actually don't know the answer to that. Wait, we gotta Google. We gotta Google. We gotta Google. Wait, Google that fast while I pee. Oh, please pee. Wait, so we're not editing this, right? So I'll just keep talking into the microphone. Just came to say goodbye, love. Goodbye, love. Goodbye, love. Goodbye. Just came to say goodbye, love. You don't want baggage without lifetime guarantees. You don't want to watch me die. I just came to say goodbye, love. Goodbye, love. Came to say Goodbye, love. Goodbye. Let's aim to say. I forgot to Google Sopran. Goodbye, love. I love. Goodbye, love. Hello. Disease. Meow. 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 Cut the part where I don't hit the note. We're cutting that. I sang. Okay, it got ze- literally zero. Okay, zero nomination. Zero. Wow, that's shocking. Um, Why was it to get so much attention? People kept talking about because it because Jacob Lordy was in it, and it was like wacky. And Roseman did incredible. If Roseman, Roseman, if you're listening, people are so mean about your career choices, including Geo. But like, we're obsessed. With you. <laughs> Remember when Geo was mean? I I don't. But she always rude about it. All of us strangers <laughs> got no nominations. Wait, it's funny. Really? It's like major movies that got zero Oscar nominations, and then it'll be like, um, it'll be like all of us strangers and like Saltburn, and then it'll be like teenage Dun- teenage Ninja mutant turtles or whatever. Super Mario Brothers. It's like, well, yeah, those didn't. Well, yeah. Sorry, it doesn't mean that I said. No, it's okay. I mean, those aren't the type of things that are usually recognized by the. Sorry academy. for being for uh, elitist, but also like the Iron Claw didn't get any. I never ended up seeing that. I still that. need to see that. I'd go with you. You want to go? Bro, did I tell you that I got... Should we go cry together? Is it a sad one? Apparently, it's so sad that they had to change... Like, the ori- the actual true story. Don't look it up. I'm already looking no, it up. No, Connor, don't look it up before we go. Uh, be compelled by the narrative. Uh, I want to be compelled by the information that I have that no one <laughs> no, else does. No, Power. no. I'm um, willing you to not. Pre- what's the one where God knows all? Omniscient. Omniscient. In, mid- <laughs> in 10th grade... I got, I like lost credit on this like English test that said, what does omniscient narrator mean? And then I said, all knowing. And then the answer was only all knowing about the plot and characters. I was like, well, yeah, that's going to go ahead and be all knowing. <laughs> go ahead and be all knowing. <laughs> what the fuck? She's re- since retired and her daughter's an actress that I believe is represented by the same management company that we are. Wow. So yeah, she's a colleague of ours in that sense. Shout out she was in that softball show where they played softball. Oh, damn. Um, a League of Their Own. A League of Their Own. Rip. Would have gotten more if the strike hadn't happened, I believe. And if people weren't queerphobic. True. That too. That too. Um, wait, I was going to say, was that an Amazon? Yes. Oh, interesting. Um, 
<laughs> Speaking of Amazon, Jennifer Lopez's new movie. I never watched the trailer. You have to watch the trailer. I feel like I'm so wholly unprepared for this podcast. And I was like, it, like when Rachel Maddow goes on the TV, she has notes, she has teams. They've like, she's thought about what she's going to say. Yeah, but that's the news. This is not the news. No, I sometimes do the news. Sometimes <laughs> we're doing the news. True, it is an election year. That's the other thing we're for trend forecasting that it's yeah. going to be bad. I, I reported <laughs> that my crush is pregnant with her first child. It's hard. Yeah. From the front lines of our lives, here's the news. And married. <laughs> and I was like, God, where did we divert? Where did the two roads wow, diverge? Yeah. When did it all break down? Do you think it was when you came out or when she got knocked up? <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry that I just said it's that. It's always knocked woman. up. I don't care how like, you're married. It's still knocked up. <laughs> I'm sorry um, to be so grotesque. I didn't Here's what I'm going to say to you, though. Like, so many rivers, but they all reach the sea, you know? Yeah. That's in this Christian rock song that I love. <laughs> so many rivers, but they all reach the, the sea. sea. When I was in high school, we went to this one. We played soccer against this school outside of Atlanta that ha- was a Christian school. And so all of their warm-up music was Christian rock and Christian rap. and all like, But every song had to do with God. And my favorite line was this like metal song that was like, Hey, stranger, did you know my best friend was born in a manger? I was like, really? Do you know our God is an awesome God? Our God is an awesome God. God. He reigns (laughs) in heaven and earth on planes. It's really about geography. It's teaching you about geography. It's really about American planes. It really comes back to capitalism and, um, you know, the corn industry and the planes and the wheat. It all does. Um, Wait, speaking of. um, Wait, I got Draft House Alamo Pass. There's no way it's in that order. Alamo Draft House Pass. Alamo Draft House Pass. And it's where I pay twenty nine ninety nine a month to go and see as many to have to go there as many times. As that's I good. Choose. That's good though. I feel like you go plenty. I think we should do Movie Pass. I want to do Movie Pass. We're doing Movie Pass. Damien posted that he has a discount code. Oh, I should hit him up. So we're gonna go ahead and use okay, that. Okay, because okay, so Julia and Sam are trying to convince us to do the up to do the Lincoln Center one. I don't want us to go to AMC any more than we have to. I know. I'm like, it's fun when we go sometimes, but can't we get Movie Pass and do that? Yes, I believe the answer to this question is yes. I don't want to do that. I need the one that's nearby. I need the, the my only issue with it was that they mail you a card, and you know I don't know how to open the mailbox, and so you I was like, send it to my house or something. Wait, can I? Yeah, I'm gonna start having things mailed to your house. That's fine. Okay, that might be a thing that I do because I was, but Damien also said that there's like maybe a digital version. It just costs more, and I'm like, well, the cost for not being able to open your mailbox is whatever that cost. <laughs> no, you is. just don't have the key. What's happening here? The key won't turn because there's so many things in the mailbox because I didn't get the key until I was I lived here for two months. Oh no, it's I, an un, it's an unsolvable problem. <laughs> no, honestly, <laughs> Wait, know. after this episode, when we're done in like two minutes, let's go down and. You think it. I haven't tried? I had my dad try. Oh Christ! Okay, well, I'm, no, I'm not saying no. He, the IRS thing, also thinks I owe money to them as because of his flaw. So I'm not saying that he's perfect for sure. But we can try. Oh my God! It is also tax season is upon us, and I'm nervous as fuck about that. No, 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 no. That's not until Q2. Yeah, but it's like prepping now, right? Oh, okay. I guess maybe I don't know. I'm just like nervous. We make we make money in weird ways, you know. The gig economy. We have money. Uh, we have eight revenue streams. And one of them is <laughs> not ED. is not this one. <laughs> it's nothing from this. We've never paid money from this. No one's ever even been nice to us about this. Yeah, boys, if you're listening, um, I can't recommend enough of you come and see us live. Wait, can we tell the story about this guy that was fat phobic that I went on one date with who asked for a comp to the show? Yeah. This is our work. This is our life's work. This is our life's work and journey. And it, it. it is work. Yeah. And we are working. And to ask for a comp to our show, when if you like are kind of random and you're not like kind of in need, which would be fine. No big deal. That feels crazy. Yeah. Comps go to people who either can't afford to go to the show or are friends of the show. If you work at a bank, I'm sorry. Yeah. You better be like not one of the main employees at the bank. <laughs> so if you're kind of between taking you better a be job at a bank. undervaluing at the bank. Okay. <laughs> you're like, should I work at the bank or get a comp to boys? club? <laughs> That's a decision. The answer is always make. a comp to boys club. I'm sorry. That'll feel that'll fuel your soul more than the bank ever will. Yes. But um yeah. I I'm inspired by our his to, audacity. Well that, but also our, to give another shout out to our our friends colleagues loves over at Stradio Lab. Maybe I'm extending myself too much by calling them colleagues, but friends of the pod, George and Sam, because no, they, they are mentioned colleagues. something on their podcast which was how much Geo. how much they're putting out. You got to stop. <laughs> Geo, <laughs> how much they're putting out for free and us too this is always free we put this out goddamn for free we do all this work ourselves and i'm not saying that we love to do it and we love you guys and we're so appreciative that you support us 
So um, if you would send it to a friend or, you know, come to a show if you live in New York. I'm going to be in L.A. in May. We're going to be around. Please come. Tickets are always linked in the show episodes. Get out your wallets. Yeah. Boys, get your wallets and your dicks out. We'll wait. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but um, we're really um, we're really grateful that you guys listen, to be earnest. Anybody that anybody who's ever come up to us and said they listen to the podcast, that means more to me than almost truly anything. Unless they say we're hot. True. That means the most. That means the most. Obviously, everybody knows that. But second to that, if you're a Boys Club podcast listener, I'm always fucking blown away. I don't know who you... Bo- it's so much different than like an audience because you, you physically see them. You're like, I know somebody came to see me tonight. I always want to say, do you think I steamroll? But then I don't. I don't think you steamroll at all. No, but I want to ask If them. anything, I'm editing the episodes being like, Nico, shut up. Wait, you know who's not doing that? The cis straight boys, they never think they're talking too much. Of course, and that's why they have wildly successful podcasts. I know. They unfortunately are doing incredible things in the podcast space. Let's Let's picture a bit that we kind of beat to the ground like a horse, and we just like keep adding on to it to the point where it's actually dead. I know. That's what they do. They always, I can't think of one to do. I can't either, but um, it's so interesting cause like, because we don't see who listens to the podcast and we don't know who listens to the podcast. Other All we know friends. is that it's two million people, but we're like, who are these millions people? Millions of people. Millions are listening. You are one of millions of people. Um, it's a while. I mean, I think, what are we, number one on the Apple charts now? I Yeah. For unsuccessful podcasts? No. <laughs> it's us and Smartless. Yeah, we actually just pushed Our them Our colleague, out. Sean Hayes. Our, I know. Sean, if you're listening, we have some ideas for you. Um, did We We didn't even talk about it. Do you have any boys clubs you want to talk about before we wrap up? Yeah, work parties. I'm not talking about any yes. job I have specifically, but I just do think that a work party is kind of crazy. Work parties are crazy. I just, like, I, I, I am a single mom who works too hard, and I, like, a have to go home. <laughs> I think work party is crazy. I think the idea of a happy hour is crazy. It's like the happiest hour is the one where we leave our <laughs> this capitalist arm of our lives that and we is, go home. That is the happiest hour is the hour that you get to leave. And if you're at home and you're like, but I have to go. I, I'm i alcoholic. And one time I worked a job at this like marketing thing. And then my boss on the first day who ended up being, now she's sober and doesn't tan anymore. And she's a Peloton. Good for her. She's had good life changes. But she, not the Peloton, that one, whatever. But she, uh, the other two are good. She sat me down and she's like, if you're ever at a work event and it's just too much with the alcohol, just leave just leave and i was like i will weaponize that <laughs> cannot wait and make it a scene i loved her make it drama um i agree i think also with work parties i don't know if this is universal i imagine it is it's certainly something i experienced working at the law firm it's like it is such a like i think a lot of those types of jobs like these high powered people at these white collar jobs it is like work hard play hard like the work parties like the first ever work happy hour slash outing i went to i got so fucked up Oh my gosh! Like I remember With going to the paralegal. I know. I always picture you since you live above a paralegal office. I know that's not a thing. <laughs> going down and working. I always picture you there. Like that's where I picture that in part of life. You know, being. when I was leaving my job and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do next, I was like, maybe I could work literally downstairs. Like I wonder if they would be easier to work with because I didn't really care for the people I worked with. I mean, I like, shout out to the paralegals and few attorneys, but the rest of them. They have nothing no, to offer you, you anymore. No, and they all were like. I just, you know, they're on a long list of people who I am just putting up the birds to as I walk by because I'm just like, fuck you for underestimating me. Fuck you. I'm going to be bigger than every one of you. (laughs) (laughs) Should we end it on that? (laughs) Fuck you. We're really showing our true colors Fuck all of you. Industry baby. Industry baby. Dun, 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 there was a dun, song that was my version of that. That I think mine was like a Kelly Clarkson Invincible. <laughs> now I'm not a scared little girl no more. And then yours was like the opposite of that, but they were kind of the same energy. Same energy. The same vibe. It's, it's same like, fuck you for ever doubting me. Um, I remember being at a work party one time and these guys asking me like what, and to be fair, I hadn't done shit with my life yet. So it's fair that they were like, well, yeah, whatever. But they asked me like, if I wanted to go to law school and I was like, no, I, I honestly, I, my dream is to, to be like a comedy writer. And they were kind of like, yeah, whatever. Who were like, they? They were in New York. Yeah. Wait. Oh my God. So the store called fair Harbor is like in Soho and it overnight. One day they were having a sale and I was mm-hmm. like, I should go in. My dad likes that store. And then the next day they had shut up shop. And <laughs> so I was like, some a sale can be one of two things. And one of them is that it's going to shut up shop. And so the next day I walked by and it was like still like there's just a sign that says, there was a sign that was like we 
clothes thanks for four years of blah 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 and but then a day later i was like i was behind this guy who had a fair harbor backpack wow and he was like wearing like a patagonia and he caught my eye not because he was handsome exclusively but also because he why he reminded me of that part of life where i would work at a marketing job and like always have a backpack and a patagonia and blah blah blah. and then i watched him get to the the fair harbor thing and then he just looked at the sign for minutes i like actually stood and turned around and kind of observed the situation and he looked so lost and upset and i was like did you work here i was like did they not tell your voice (laughs) and then i just see him get out his phone to call someone i was like i have to go but like i really want to watch this yeah yeah so interesting wow a straight man learning that his favorite store has gone under then maybe his employer I don't know. <laughs> I know it's hard to know. It is. It was. It was weird. It was hard really. That's it was, really funny. It was spooky. It's fascinating. Fair Harbor, if you're listening, like the Botanical Brothers, then I hope that you would like to reach out because sometimes we mention businesses and we do get hate mail from them, <laughs> which is totally fine. Yeah, we um we also um you know as many of you are friends of the podcast, we are also making enemies of the podcast. Yeah, if you're not making enemies, you're not making fans. True. You know who has no enemies? Spineless people. Yeah. I can't think of a single one that I, I put on that either. list. Spineless people. And literally in this day and age, everybody, everybody get, has haters. Okay. Do you, have any, do you have anything else? No, boys, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We'll, if you uh, see one of the other two million on the street, say hey. Yeah, say hey. And um, we appreciate you. And come to a live show if you haven't been yet. Or if you have, we'd love to see you there. All right, smooch. What's up, boys at home? Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Boys Club. Connor, where can they find you on Instagram? At Connor Janda, C-O-N-O-R. Janda is panda with a J. And you can follow me at Nico Carney, N-I-C-O-C-A-R-N-E-Y. You can follow us both at Boys Club Comedy on Instagram. Uh, and we have a live show. Our live show is at Club Coming, typically on the last Friday of the month. And it is always the two of us and some of our favorite funny people. And we'd love to see you there. Yeah, often people from the podcast. So come check those out. Uh, if you live in New York, we'd love to see you there. Bye, boys. Bye, boys.